0: Cool, okay, so hey, we're going to jump right into the message, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to go, but we're going to, remember, if you need a ride, text your parents, pick you up at 8.30, okay? What time? All right. That's the only time you're allowed to be on your phones today, unless you're uh, reading the Bible, of course, but, or taking notes, that's good too. Okay, let's jump right into it. Uh, We're going to read God's word first. Is that cool? So if you got your Bibles, open it up to 1 Thessalonians 5. 1st Thessalonians 5 verse 16 through 18. 1st Thessalonians 5:16-18. If you need a Bible, if you don't own a Bible, we got Bibles in the back. We'd love to give you one. Um uh, but we'll go 1st Thessalonians 1st Thessalonians 5 Just kidding. All the junior hires are looking for Thessalonians. Uh Okay, First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. Okay, here's what it says. It says, "Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." Let's read it again. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Parati. For you, okay? So the topic of today is prayer. Everybody say prayer. prayer. Now this wasn't the original topic I was going to preach about. So if you were listening to the podcast last week or or last week when I was saying, next week I'm going to preach on atonement. I changed my mind. We're talking about prayer because it's been on my heart. And so I uh, am a, a believer of if, some, if God's dropping something on my heart that I'm passionate about, I'm going to tell you guys about it. Is that cool? So this is something I've been praying about this week praying about prayer, um, and I think it'll be good for all of us, okay? And, uh, and so you might be thinking, Brett, aren't we in a series uh, talking about Jesus? Uh, yes, we are. And the cool thing is that prayer is a priority of Jesus. So if we're going to talk about Jesus, we ought to talk about prayer, amen? And so why is, why is prayer important? And I believe it's because it can move the heart of God. Prayer can change the world. Prayer can change your circumstance. And prayer can change your heart. Prayer can change your mindset. Prayer can change a, a bad day to a good day. Prayer can start a revival in a nation. Prayer can do all sorts of things. Amen? Prayer can be a catalyst for miracles. But you might be thinking to yourself right now, as I often do. You might be thinking, but Brett, when I pray... I don't feel like I'm making much of a difference. Anybody ever felt that? Anybody ever felt like your prayers don't have that much power? Like you're just praying and you're like, uh, is anybody hearing me? It's like, if the, what's that saying? Like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does anybody, does it make a sound? I don't know what the actual answer to that is. I think it's actually no. No. The answer is actually no. Scientifically, it's no. But anyways, we don't need to go into that. Uh, anyways, uh, everyone's like, "Brett, you're wrong." I'm not. Look it up. Okay, so um, I argued with my my physics teacher for like three hours on that one. But uh, anywho, but sometimes we get in that space where we're praying and it feels like we're not. Nothing's happening. If we're being real, I'm all about being real. You know, I want to tell you that that that. Of all the good things, of all the the miracles and life changing things that are happening, but sometimes we got to be real that sometimes when we pray it feels like nothing's happening, and sometimes when we pray it feels like I don't have any any say or any power in this in this matter, right? But one of my favorite quotes on prayer is from Max Lucado, and he says, "This is so good." He says. Our prayers may be awkward. Who's ever prayed an awkward prayer before, right? You you know, when you're first learning to pray, which, how is that a thing, learning to pray? It's like learning to talk to your mom. Okay, so when you're first learning to pray, you pray these really awkward prayers. Uh, Lord, high in heaven, uh, dear baby Jesus, you know, whatever you're praying. But Max Lucado says, our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers make a difference. So that, that's what I have to say. If you're like, but, but Brad, I don't know if my prayers have any power. The cool thing is the power is coming from the one who's hearing your prayer, not from you who's saying it. Right? And so here's the thing. If you're praying and you're praying earnestly to God and you're asking for his will to be done, God does hear your prayers. He does. I promise. And our prayers move God's heart. Then you might be thinking, okay, so we just read that scripture though, Brett, and it said something really weird and I don't know how to do it. It said pray without ceasing. That doesn't make any sense. At some point, Brett, I got to take my math test, you know. I can't just be in the corner of the room the whole time, right? My friends would make fun of me. We should all, You guys should all try that tomorrow at school. Like, just go into like your classroom and just go in the corner on your knees and just like pray for the whole time. See if anybody says anything. <laughs> I wonder if they like start class or if you'd like delay class because the teacher's like, "Hey, are you?" And you're just like, oh. <laughs> anyways. Okay, don't do that. Um, how am I supposed to pray without ceasing? There's another quote I like from Billy Graham. Billy Graham said, "True prayer is a way of life, not just for use in case of emergency." To be honest, sometimes we sometimes we just pray when we need it. Right? The crazy thing is we actually always need it. <laughs> so that's why and my my illustration of, of praying without ceasing is like my brother's in the back, he's in town for a couple of days. And so if I was to if I was to interact with Evan without ceasing, like if me and Evan were gonna go, let's say we were gonna go to um Oklahoma. To go ride some horses together, and uh, have some sweet tea and and uh, fried chicken or something—I don't know. So, if we were going to do that, I, me, and Evan would take like a week-long trip, right? And I don't need to—I don't need to talk to Evan every second to be with Evan every second. Does that make sense? So, so, when the, so, praying without ceasing is not that we're talking without ceasing. Because that actually doesn't give God any room to talk. Uh, praying without ceasing is that we are present with God at all times. So we're, it's like we're on this extended journey with, with Jesus. Hence the words following Jesus at all times. And so we're present with them. So the, the Billy Graham quote goes, True prayer is a way of life, not just use for use in a case of emergency. Make it a habit, and when the need rises, you'll be in practice. Corey Tent Boom said, "Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Think about that. Is, is is your is your prayer life? Is is Jesus the first thing you go to? Is Jesus the the thing that's directing your entire life, or is He just like the 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 safe at the end? That like, oh, if things go wrong, I've got this big red button, and it's Jesus." Right, it, as long as my life is going good, I don't I don't need to pray because things are good. But if they go bad, then that's when I'll talk to Jesus. Anybody ever kind of done that? Just give me a little hand raise. Don't raise it big. We don't want to you know we don't put ourselves on blast. But I'm raising my hand. So what does Jesus teach us about prayer? Why is it so important to Him, and why should it be so important to us? Martin Luther, uh, the leader of the Protestant Reformation back in the day. I'm throwing out a lot of quotes, but they're so good. Martin Luther said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. So, let's break that down really easy. For me to be alive, I have to what? Breathe. For me to be a christian i have to what because if i'm if i'm gonna be a follower of christ if i'm gonna follow jesus i i better be having conversations with him i better be seeking counsel from god i can't be a christ follower and never talk to the guy (laughs) amen so what can we learn from jesus on this front if you're here a couple months ago we spent a whole series on the lord's prayer and so it's breaking down prayer, our posture, how we pray, who do we who do we pray to, all the, all these other things. But there's always more to learn about prayer. So let's go back to that original scripture, Matthew six nine through thirteen. Everybody, turn in your Bibles to Matthew six, Matthew chapter six, verse nine through thirteen. Matthew chapter six, nine through thirteen. Jesus says, "Pray then like this, our Father in heaven." Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So this is Jesus telling us how to pray. He says, pray like this, and he starts off, our Father in heaven. And so the first point I have for tonight, it's actually a simple one. It's just to clear things up. It's, it's pray to the Father in the name of Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray to the Father in the name of Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now this isn't great groundbreaking information, but it's simply a point of clarity. So I, the reason I say this is a lot of people I've I've, I've heard ask, or I I, I watched this uh, Instagram video today of someone asking, uh, "Who do I pray to when I pray?" And this might be a, a question I haven't thought about this question, and I didn't even think about bringing it up, uh, because you know I've been praying for a long time, so I don't really think about it. And and but some of you who are new to this whole thing, you might be thinking like, "Okay, well Brett, you've talked about the Trinity, you talk about God, but in three persons: God the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Who do I pray to?" And that's a good question. And here, there's kind of two two uh, parts to this answer. And the first one is that you can't really go wrong. Let's be honest. Since all three are God, you're fine. If you, like, accidentally pray to the Holy Spirit, like, you're fine. If you accidentally pray to Jesus, fine. If you accidentally, whatever. If you're, like, not being intentional about it, that's fine. But... As we see in the Bible, there's kind of a format that Jesus uses that I think is really good, and, and, so, and this is kind of the format I use, and so if you're wondering, this isn't like a groundbreaking, like, huge theological base of, like, whatever, I'm just letting you know how I pray. How I pray, how I see Jesus praying in the Bible is to the Father, in the name of Jesus, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So we're praying, we're praying to God the Father in the name of Jesus, and we're hope, and we're doing it with the power that Jesus left behind, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you ha- when you pray, pray with power. Pray with some some anointing. You know what I mean? Like knowing that something's going to happen because you're praying. Amen. And Jesus backs this up by how he prayed in that scripture, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. And when Jesus prays this, the Father hears him, and so shall he hear you. And so the direction of our prayer is important, and the posture in which we pray is important. And the the other thing that Jesus says here is, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so there's this thankfulness from Jesus. God, you're holy. God, you're righteous. So when we pray, we ought to pray in a way that is glorifying and thankful to God. Amen? This brings me to the next big question, though, and I want to answer this question. What, and this is this is the big question for today, this is what we're going to talk about, and I'll give the answer at the end. But what are we supposed to pray for? You ever thought about that? Well, you're like, Brett, obviously, we pray for our food. And uh, Brett, obviously, we pray before we go to sleep. And Brett, obviously, we we pray for grandma when she doesn't feel good. Right? And you, you have these different, like, defaults, right? I, I'll have, like, a four-by-four a four animal style, three flying Dutchmen, a milkshake, and an animal fry with two times extra spread. And I'll say, dear Lord, bless this food to the nourishment of my body. <laughs> Lord. Help this food to just keep me going, you know, and uh and, and God's looking at me like, you fool, that fools that food's killing you right, and I'm like, Lord bless it, you know and, but we just we pray blindly sometimes we wake up in the morning, Lord, help me to have a good day today, in Jesus name, amen, <laughs> and we put our shoes on I'm gonna have a good day, you know it's like and i'm not I'm not saying these things are bad, but like Who's ever been in, like, prayer autopilot mode? Anybody? Where you, you just pray the same prayers over and over and over and over again. And you catch yourself. You're like, I said that three times today, <laughs> you know? I prayed, I prayed the same prayer for my food every single time. Dear Lord, bless this food with extra sauce and cheese for the nourishment of my body. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, and the sweet tea. Lord, thank you. Right? And it's like, what are we actually supposed to pray for? The sad part is that because we are human and we can't help but be selfish sometimes, we end up most of the time praying for ourselves. Anybody else with me? Most of the time, I'm praying for me. Dear Lord, help me to feel better today. Dear Lord, help me to understand who you are today, which is fine. But dear Lord, help me to help someone to bless me with some new shoes today. You know, Dear Lord, help me to uh, get a nice car one day, you know. Dear Lord, help me to get the promotion so that the other person doesn't get it. And uh, <laughs> I'm just But right, we, we pray prayers like that. Dear Lord, help me, 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 help me. We pray that God would bless us, provide for us, get us a new job, make us successful, all these other things. And let me make something clear. God cares about all those things, and they're perfectly okay to pray for, but... What is our main focus of prayer? Is it to better our lives or to further his kingdom? This is something I want us to like contemplate tonight. What is the main purpose of me praying? Is it to make my life better? Is it to, and, and you think about it, most of us, most of, especially the, the American church, uh, the only reason I say that is because that's the only church I've ever known, <laughs> but most of us, we, we pray these prayers that are, we think that prayer is supposed to better our lives. We're supposed to pray to God to make our lives better, but actually what we're supposed to do is pray to further the kingdom. And as Christians, that should be our main focus. My focus as a Christian is not to just live a good life. My focus as a Christian is not to just be okay all the time. My focus as a Christian is not to be happy all the time. My focus as a Christian is to further the kingdom of God, is to go and make disciples. And our prayers should reflect, reflect that. So I saw on Instagram today a good friend of mine asked a, a question, and I thought it was good. It got me thinking a lot. And the question was, can I pray for my own success? I think this is a really, really good question. Can I pray for my own success? You know, like sitting down, Jesus, can you please help me to get this job promotion? I could really use the money. Uh, My family could really use it. Amen. You're like, that's not a bad prayer, bet. Like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, but sometimes you feel like, am I being selfish or whatever? I think it's a good question. Can I pray for my own success? And the answer on this post that I saw today was that if your success furthers the kingdom and helps people, then yes. And I agree, but it got me thinking more. So I'm, I'm going to dump some stuff on you, but I think it's really good if we can understand this. So if we're going to pray for our success, and if we're saying that our success means that people are going to be helped and the kingdom's going to be furthered. Here's the question I want to ask in succession to that. What are we trying to succeed in? You asked a question, Brett, can I pray for my own success? Okay, sure. My next question would be, what are you trying to succeed in? And if I'm going to be really, if I'm going to be really successful in the thing that I want to succeed in, why is the prayer about me? Think about it. For me, I'm a pastor. If I want to be a successful pastor, why is the prayer about me? If I'm a shepherd, I want to be a successful shepherd, the prayer should not be about me. The prayer should be about the sheep. Like there, there's plenty of examples of godly people whose success changed the world for the better. Pastors, prophets, apostles, missionaries, etc. But I wonder if their prayers were mostly about their success or if their prayers were mostly about his will. The prayer I see a lot in the Bible that I like to use is, here I am, use me. And you might be thinking, well, Brett, you just told me not to pray about myself. I'm not praying about myself. Listen to the language there. Here I am, use me. Use me means that I don't have any plan other than God's plan. Use me means uh, what you want to do, I want to do. Use me means I want God to be successful, and I want to be a part of it. So, so I'm kind of flipping, it, flipping it upside down. I don't want to pray for my success. I want to pray for his success. And if I pray for his success, I'm asking him, God, can you let me partner in that with you? And every single time, you know what his answer is? Yes. If you're like God, I want you to be successful. I want people all over the world to know your name, God. I want there to be revival in the streets. But I want, I want you to use me in in that as well. I'd be like, let's do it. <laughs> Send it. So here, there's a a danger, the reason I'm talking about this is because there's a danger in praying for your own success. And it it, it can be good if you have the right heart, and I'll get to that eventually. But the danger of praying for our own success is oftentimes our plan isn't God's plan. Even if it's a good plan. I'm not saying it's a bad plan. I could have a plan that I want to go to India and I want to preach the gospel so all these different villages leading worship, they're just to be revival in India. That sounds like a good plan, right, everybody? That's a really good plan unless God wants me to go to Africa instead. And you might be saying, well, why, why isn't God okay with India? I don't know. It's not my plan. It's His. So that's the thing, is when we pray for our own success sometimes, when we pray for God to do the things that we want Him to do, we oftentimes ask God to fulfill our plans and not His plans. We ask God to fulfill our will instead of His will. So now here's the thing. If God has called you to a specific thing, like if, you're, if, you're, if you know God has called me to this, like for me. I know God's called me to pastor you guys, and I know God's called me to lead worship. So I could pray for my success, meaning his success, in that. God, help me to be a good pastor. Help me to be a good worship leader. Right? Because if I do those things, I'm fulfilling whose plan? His plan, not mine. That's the whole point. And that, that what God has put before you would flourish so that his will will be accomplished. And I think that's what my friend's post was really about when I'm reading it. Asking God to put before us things that further his plan and praying that we'd be successful in those things. So there's, there's an answer to that. Uh, do, do you want to pray to further the things in your life? If God put them before you, yes. If he didn't, no. So you might be you might have these dreams and you might have these aspirations like what I want what I want to do I want to be a race car driver I want to be a doctor I want to be a millionaire I want to be all you know whatever it is I want to be YouTube famous I want to be a Fortnite streamer you know what I mean I want to be homeless I'm just kidding but I want to like what whatever it is I want to be I want to be the garbage man you know I want to be a pastor I want to be a store manager at In and Out you know I want to be whatever it is. These are great things, but before you pray for your success in those things, pray first if that's God's will in your life. And if he says yes, then pray for the success. Does that make sense? But here's the thing that I think we need to take home in light of Jesus' prayers. And here's my last point. This is what I'm going to close with. You can write this down. This is in regards to our prayer. I'll explain it. But thanks more than please, them more than me, and us more than me. What do I mean by this? I mean that I want to, in my prayers, I want to say thanks more than I say please. God, please, 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 please. I want to say, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want to pray for them. I want to pray for you more than I pray for me. And I want to pray for us together more than I pray for me. Does that make sense? Doesn't mean I can't pray for me, doesn't mean I can't say, God, please, can you give me this? It just means I want to pray for these other things more. Amen? In John 17, uh, you can turn there, but we're not going to read. I'm going to kind of just blast through it. Let me uh, turn here real quick. John 17. Okay. In John 17, we see a prayer from Jesus that perfectly explains what I'm trying to get at here. In the first part, verses uh, 1 through 5, Jesus' prayer is a prayer that glorifies God. So his first part of this prayer is not, God, please. We, how many of us do that? We start off, we get on our knees, Lord, please help me not to be sad anymore. I'm not saying that's a bad prayer, but we started off on the wrong foot. Right? So Jesus, every time, starts with glorifying God. He says, glorify your son that the son may glorify you. So even God says, even, even Jesus says that if you, if in my success, I want it only to be if it glorifies you. That's our prayer too. Uh, God, if you want me to succeed, if you want me to be successful in life, I want it only if it glorifies you. In the next section, verse 6 through 18, I believe, Jesus prays for his disciples. He says, I'm praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those that you have given me, for they are yours. And in the last section, Jesus prays for all believers. He says, I do not ask for these only, meaning the disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So Jesus prays this long prayer, and there's three things he prays about. He prays to glorify the Father, he prays for his disciples, and he prays for everybody else that's going to fall in. That's how Jesus prays. And I want my prayers to look like that more than they look like, Jesus, please heal my knee. Because it hurts a little bit today. Not to say that you can't pray for healing. Not to say you can't pray for yourself. But I want to pray more prayers about everybody else than I pray for about myself. I want to pray more prayers for Jackson than I do about me. I want to pray more prayers for you guys as a whole that you would be successful. That God would move in your life than I do for me. Right? And if we pray this way, if we pray more for others than we do for ourselves, then we start to see the world a different way. Because think about this. If all you ever do is pray for yourself and hope for your success, the only time you'll ever be happy is when you're successful. But if I pray for all of you that you would all have success, I get a lot more happy because there's a lot more of you that will be successful more often than I will be. Does that make sense? So life is more fulfilling when, I, when, I'm, when I'm praying for you guys and when I'm praying to glorify God and when it's not all about me, 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 me. That's why we struggle so much with, with our anxiety and our, and, our, and our kind of depression and our sadness. right? It's because oftentimes we're so worried about what's going to happen to us. Well, what happens when they find out? What happens when, what happens if I fail this test? What happens if I, you get the point. And so then it's all like, oh. But you know sometimes for me I failed a test and my friend came up and said I aced it and it's like you know what that made my day a little bit better <laughs> like I bombed it but you let's go you know high five like we're good you know so if we stop if we focus more on others life turns out to be a lot better so to conclude how do i know if my prayers are righteous prayers it's if we say thanks more than you ask pretty pretty please it's pray for them more than you pray for you and pray for us more than you just pray for yourself It's okay to ask, and it's okay to pray for you, but don't let that be the only thing you pray for. Amen? And like I said, when we focus, when we take the focus off of us, the world seems to be a bit of a better place. And there's more joy to be found when I pray for all of you than if I just pray for myself. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's pray. That's all I got for you today. That rhymed. I'm a rapper. Just kidding. All right, let's pray. God, we worship you. We thank you so much for how you care for us, how you love us, God, how you teach us, how you take our hand and you walk with us. And Lord, so we just pray this week that you would give us all the ability to just care more about others than we even just care about ourselves, to pray in a way that glorifies you and that loves on them. And like the commandments you told us, God, is... To love you with everything we have and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So with that, God, help us to do those three things. To love you, to love them, and to love us how you love us. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen.